When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, and uh, this is Smoke This Over. Now, this is crazy as hell because this is episode eight, and um, what is so crazy about this whole shit is that I am doing this on my phone, so if it's not as great, it's not as good, uh, what have you, please, please forgive me. (laughs) So... Yeah, basically, uh, my computer crashed, so my recording equipment and a lot of other things got lost, so I haven't been able to do no recording. Now, I have been online on Facebook, as well as some of the other places, Facebook, uh, TikTok, Instagram, doing some stuff, but people want the podcast, so... Before I get started, as you know, for people that first time listening here on Anchor, and I also will upload it to the other spots as well, I am Kavanaugh, the porn rap star. I do adult film. I also do music. I've been doing this for a very long time, both. And now I have a podcast called Smoke This Over, where I talk about whatever I feel like I feel like it's interesting and worth my time talking about. So I don't like being boxed into one genre. You know, I talk about the culture, the hip hop culture. I talk about politics. I talk about porn advice. I talk about BDSM. Talk about whatever I feel like. And that's just how I work. So with that being said, um, I'm on Anchor. The app on my phone, I'm testing it out. It sounds like it's going to be straight. I can't wait to hear what it sounds like after it's all said done. Now, for you people that love adult film, yes, I have interracial. I have BDSM. I have role play. I have everything that you could want. And you get to see me lay the pipe. So go to allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star to uh, see all my porn. Also, check out my music, my latest single, which is right now out, Get In Where You Fit In, my freestyle called The Bull City Story, as well as my two hot banging singles, Dummy. And um, for some of you people that have been listening to the first seven episodes, no, I was not able to put listen. So you can check that out. All that is on soundcloud.com backslash star. Also on audio Mac. Um, shouts out to people listening on Audio Mac, Spotify, iHeart, Apple Music, on here. You know, um, I'm doing everything I can to keep this thing going because I, I enjoy doing it. Like I said, it's therapy for me. Um, so you understand that uh, my podcast, I think I look into the totality of things. And... Um, and I try to give you a view that you may not have thought about. 
you know, because everyone has their opinions and views, but sometimes they don't think about the total thing about it. They don't think about that. So that makes a difference. So with that being said, welcome to smoke this over. And, um, Man, I, it's so much that happened since I did episode seven. So, um, and the question is, where do I begin? Well, the thing I wanted to look at was I was hearing about, just recently heard about Oprah giving up her uh, stakes in OWN. Now, I heard the reason it was because to get more stakes in the Discovery Channel because the app is coming. Um, you had Lil Wayne selling his masters. You got different people selling their masters, people stepping down, what have you. And a lot of people are saying, what's going on? Because I know that, you know, Lovely T mentioned this and many other vloggers. See, people don't realize how big the Joe Biden tax code is going to be to the rich. 20% versus 37% is a huge jump. It's the reason why a lot of rappers wanted to talk to, excuse me, wanted to vote for Trump because they're thinking about the tax code. They're thinking about how much money they have to make in taxes. And see, understand, yeah, the people that's the upper crush of the business, the upper crust of society, they're going to pay a lot of money. They're going to pay their fair share, as he says. So that's the reason why a lot of them are selling their stuff off because they're preparing for the taxes. Because understand when you're talking about the 1%, you're talking about companies, you're talking about individuals, you're talking about movies, record labels, the whole nine. Plus also a lot of these people know that there's going to be a change that's going to happen in a lot of these industries moving forward. As you can see, you have Netflix talking about doing audio. Would not surprise me eventually if them suckers decided to go into the podcast business themselves. These next 10 years, these next decade, you're going to see a lot of change when it comes to content creators, when it comes to streaming. And you're going to see also money-wise, like it was mentioned just on the porn tip, Pornhub, literally kicked off a lot of people and shut down a lot of videos to where only, I think, 300 people is now on Pornhub. Pornhub essentially has now became a straight-up clip site. I want you to think about that for a second. Because you want to know why? See, this COVID has cost a lot of people money. Now, don't get it twisted. Some people during COVID ate well. But it wasn't that many. And a lot of these companies are right now safeguarding themselves for the future of what might happen. And that's what it's coming down to. So when you're seeing these people selling stakes, it's because they're seeing a change in in economics. They're seeing a change in society. They're seeing a change in the world. 
that they want to make sure that their money is secure. Now, does it make sense that Oprah sold some of her money when it comes, sold some of her stake and owned to get more stake in, in or, or exchange stocks? Yes, because apps is the next thing. Look at all these streaming apps coming out. Look at all the original movies that these streaming apps are doing. Think about it. You know, it wouldn't surprise me that you have streaming services such as Spotify and start to sign artists, independent artists, actually independently. Like they have a record label, but only the guy, the people keep their masters and they get a higher percentage of the royalties. Similar to the clip sites of that of porn. See? Because that is a business model that can be used. Because you hear everybody, you hear all these artists complaining about the royalties, complaining about how they're not getting paid, how they're not making much money, how they're not getting a lot. So they're right now backing out of the business. You're going to see a lot of people more try to do independent more so than sign the record labels. But record labels will always be there because, let's just be honest, record labels are always going to have relationships with entities that artists could never touch. But that's another story for another day. So that's the reason why a lot of these millionaires are moving to sell stock and, and, and they sell their masters and things of this nature because they're looking at it as how valuable would my masters be? We're talking about streaming here. We're not talking about albums. We're not talking about singles. See, for example, one of the ways that artists made money was greatest hits. The game is away from CDs. Do you understand how much of a change that is? With CDs, an album used to be $10. A single was five. That's straight cash. Now, you're talking about streaming. So you have to stream a certain amount in order to get a single sale. You have to stream a certain amount to get album sales. So that's less money being made from actual albums being sold. That's why there are 360 deals. So yeah, Lil Wayne sold his masters. Because your masters are only as valuable as the music that's in them and the use for it. Meaning, other than... Let's say video games. Would 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 uh, Little Wayne music be used in soundtracks? Possibly so. But he didn't even hold all his masters. He hold a percentage. Now let me explain to you how this percentage works. See, Little Wayne owned cash, owned Young Money, which was a a uh, subset or sub company of Cash Money, which was an affiliate or a partner. With Universal. So any song that Lil Wayne recorded, the master was on three ways. Universal. Cash Money. And Wayne. So even with Drake and them, their shit was on four ways. See, understand this. No one completely owns their masters. This is how much percentage of the masters you own. 
And usually people that are CEOs of a company such as like the baby, they benefit from owning their masters. The reason why, think about this for a second. They independence. Let's look at the business. Do you have to have a record label in order to release music nowadays? No, you don't. You just have to have $9 and the shit on MP3. You have TuneCore. You have CD Baby. You can act the song, was the song trend? So many different ways to distribute your music. But how many people say record label? Let me explain to you why an independent artist normally get a record label. It is companies only going to talk to companies. Companies don't really do business with individuals like that unless they want to buy something off of you. So if you're another entity, if you're a record label, that means that that movie studio might be willing to talk to you, period. Because you're a record label. When have you seen a studio go to an actual an artist who is not signed or affiliated with a record label and put them on a major soundtrack? Ain't never fucking happened. Ain't never happened. So that's why they have record labels. Little Wayne see that cash money really little money ain't doing much. Excuse me, young money ain't doing much. He's saying cash money ain't doing much. So he got the fuck out of he got the fuck out of Dodge where he had a chance and got his money. Same thing with Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan sitting there saying, What the fuck I'm gonna do? If I die, they're gonna get the shit anyway. <laughs> so guess what? I'm about to cash out. <clears throat> See, a lot of these cats see where this business is heading to a certain extent. And they don't want to deal with it because they know it's going to be a headache. It's going to be different. Because the fact when you make something easier for people to get into, it becomes more saturated. Look at how long a song lasts. We, at the beginning of the year, about mid-year, we was talking walk. Now we talking body, yada, yada. Now... I don't know what we're talking about music-wise. So for everybody that's wondering, well, okay, what's going on? That is what's going on. These people are seeing where the business is heading, and they're making their moves. And they're doing it before. If you see a lot of these moves being done between 2019 and now. Why? Because they saw on the wall there was a possibility that Trump was not going to be in office they know what Biden, what the Democrats want to do when it comes to the tax code. So they're making their moves now before the tax codes are changed. Business. Because at the end of the day, paying 20% is way better than paying 37%. No matter how you skin it, whether you're rich or poor. Now, Let's, uh, what else I feel like talking about today? <laughs> yeah, shouts out to everybody. Shouts out to uh, Blue Chew. <clears throat> For any of you male talents, 
that is out there, uh, as well as just regular men that need something to boost your bedroom. Go to bluechew.com and get yourself self is get yourself an order. It's discreet. No one would know. Your wife may not even know. She's gonna see a box, and when she finds what it is, she's probably gonna be happy. And to the guys that's doing this adult film thing, it's nothing wrong with taking these pills. It doesn't mean that you have erectile dysfunction. It's just you want to make sure that you last and you're strong with it. So check out bluechew.com for set for sure. You know, period. Also, um, for all you people that are trying to start your own podcast, you know what I'm saying, check out uh, Anchor, the Anchor app. I'm using it right now. I kind of like it. I'm enjoying it so far. I'm 16 minutes in on this uh, podcast, and, you know, hey, I'm going to listen back to it see what it is. But for what I'm seeing now, I like it. You should check it out. If you're trying to do a podcast, if you're trying to listen to podcasts, where have you, go to Anchor and um, to, and get the Anchor app. It's on any of your phones. You can do it on any phone, to be honest with you. So, Anchor. So now, with that out, out the way, um, I was just hearing about what happened with Joe Buttons and uh, well, Clubhouse. And uh, Joe Buttons with uh, Jay Prince Jr. Now, for some of you people that are listeners that may not understand the hip-hop culture, know the hip-hop culture. There's this guy by the name of Jay Prince. He's a thug gangster. Well, he's not really a gangster. He owns... Uh, he used to manage and he owned a record label called Rap-A-Lot Records where he used to put out the Ghetto Boys straight out of Houston. He's also a thug. He got mad respect in the business of hip-hop as well as the streets. And he has a son. Well, the son felt some type of way when it comes to Joe Buttons. And this is just one piece of what I'm about to talk totality in this section of it. And with Joe Buttons, he was upset Joe Buttons saying that Joe Buttons is bullying. That Joe Buttons basically is using his platform to tear down men in hip-hop or what have you. Now, in my opinion, he over-exaggerated the situation. I think it's kind of stupid, but I digress. Let's have the argument. Let's play devil's advocate. Now, the reason why I said this is bigger than just Joe Buttons to them. Joe Buttons, I understand, handled it as professional. He was like, what you talking about, timeline, blah, blah, blah. I find it interesting how the celebrities lately has been having issue with media people. And I'm not even going to go into why Jay Prince Jr. had an issue with Joe Buttons. Go to Lovely T, her channel on YouTube. She really breaks it down very well. I'm not even going to front the latest video. Shouts out to her. But, <clears throat> excuse me. But for what I'm understanding and seeing, for I'm looking at that, well, I, the, the argument that a- academics had with Meek Mills and, and 21 Savage and Tory Lanez and everything, celebrities... have issue with the media, but yet 
they want the media to work for them. Now, what I mean by that, let me explain. They want the media to report the good shit, be on their side, kiss their ass, or what have you. But if they do anything stupid or ignorant or foolish, the media is not supposed to, I guess, not supposed to report it or say anything or give their opinions or what have you. And see, what the totality of this is, people love fame, but they don't like what comes with fame. There's a price that you pay for fame. See, people say the, the price of fame, there's a price to it. There's a catch-22 to anything that you do. There's a cause and effect. There's a reaction to an action. Let's keep it 100. Smoke this over. <clears throat> if you're cooking spaghetti and you decide, let's say, to not use spaghetti sauce, but you use, let's say, Alfredo sauce, does that make it spaghetti? No. It make it meatballs with Alfredo. <laughs> you feel where I come from? But you want everybody to treat it as if it's spaghetti. Now, what I mean by that? You're famous. The one thing that you give up is amenity. The one amenity means that any flaws that you have, we will not see because you're not famous. You're not being seen. You're not being noticed. Who gives a fuck about the average everyday person? Nobody. Let's be honest. People want the fame because they think they will either lead to riches or put them in position to gain riches, which is halfway true. It's really more about your work ethic, but I digress on that. See, the problem is, is that one, they get mad at these guys for doing their job. Academics, his job is to talk about the culture. That was his platform was built off of. Report shit. Vlad, his platform was built off of interviewing porn stars, gangsters, rappers, or what have you to get people to know who they are. Storm Monroe, he said it today. He said, if I do this interview with Kaya, I want to do an interview where it ain't her roasting, it's her talking about her, her life. So at the end of the day, when you're famous, people want to know who you are. They're gonna want, they're gonna, they're gonna look into your past. Any news they're going to gravitate to. See, you enjoy the money, you enjoy the attention, but then when the attention is not favorable, oh, I, 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 I hate the storm. You ain't shit. Tosh K, you ain't shit. Joe Buttons, you, you taking them down. Vlad, you a culture vulture. But see, here's the difference. When it can't, let's use Vlad for a second. Vlad asked these guys the questions. They didn't have to answer the fuckers. They chose to answer them. 
They made a point to answer him. Actually, many of them made, laughed about it and actually told it in a nice, decent, good story. Why did everyone talk about Vlad? Because Vlad had the biggest, the biggest platform. And he's a white boy. But these same guys that appeared on other podcasts and YouTube channels, did interviews, and even talked about it actually on their own IG lives and shit about the shit they did. We live our lives on the internet. We That what we do. That we do. Like, people got upset. People was was talking to my sister and and was got upset because my niece posted a picture of the babies getting their Christmas shit. And I get what people are saying that, you know, it's it's kinda a little insensitive for everything that's going on this day and third, but uh why are you upset for something that somebody else is doing? You, if, if you're having a hard time, you're having a hard time. Everybody is in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Just because a person is looking good on Instagram and they throwing money or they showing a watch doesn't mean that they living good. No, they just flashing, flexing. But you shouldn't be mad at a moment that they want to capture Regardless, why are you mad at the moment that they want to capture for the world or they want to capture themselves? So now you can't even post. So that means if I bought my wife, let's say, a car and I wanted to post a video of her getting one. Oh, I'm going to have everybody get mad at me because, you know, yes, the pandemic is their third. Well, motherfucker, I actually ate pretty decently during the pandemic. I'm sorry that other people are having a hard time, but shoot, hey. I didn't hear nobody sitting here complaining when I was having a hard time. See, people only care when it's in their bubble. But that's another story for another day. Now, back to what I was saying about these people with the media and the celebrities. Like I said before, many of the celebrities use the media. Like, for example, you know, Jaguar Wright supposedly reached out to this this other been reaching out to a bunch of black bloggers. Why she reached out to black bloggers? She's using the same story. Ain't never really changed. She's not dropping any music. The reason why, because she knows that many of them would tell their story in the platform that they present. And she ain't got to worry about going through the trouble doing her own shit. Because maybe because she's so controversial, she probably can't keep nothing up. But once again, catch 22. There's a cost to everything. Think there is not. So it's kind of like, like when I sit there and I look at even to the point of the all the things that happen with the the man the stallion and, and and her issues and then you got the the rap battles, you know, going on. It's kind of like. It's kind of like people want to be seen and they want to be heard, but they want it to be on their terms. But see, I'm old school like this. If you didn't do nothing wrong, there's nothing for, for them to report. See, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. No one wants to take 
personal responsibility for the shit that they do. They want to blame it and put it on the media. Meek Mills want to be upset at academics, but at the end of the day, Meek Mills, you the one that was on probation. You the one that wanted to sit there and take pictures with you with a gun and your butt put on your IG. You say that you get mad, you, you, you're mad at academics for this and, and that, but at the end of the freaking day, a lot of the shit was self-inflicted wounds. Now, one theory was that he was mad because he chose to push uh, Takashi 6 9 Let's be real. Takashi 6 9 reached out to academics. What the fuck? He's a journalist to a certain extent. No different than Hannity being uh, uh, Donald Trump's favorite media person. You think you're going to gravitate to Donald Trump? You don't think Donald Trump is going to want to do an interview with him? Come on. Let's keep it 100. So, the thing that people got to look at in the totality of it is, is that people have jobs to do. Their job is to bring the gossip. Their job is to bring their satire. Their job is to bring their comments. That is what they do. That's what they're here for. Just because they're not talking about you favorably. It's like the end, at the end of the day. It's like Joe Putin, he said this on his podcast. He don't review albums. No. He talked about the top stars releases. Keyword, top stars. Why would he talk about the average motherfucker for what? He's not there to break records. He's there to break Joe Buttons. Let's make that clear. And it's funny how there was like, for what I understand, he supposedly, uh, what was it? Sided with, what's his name? Uh, Sided with Pusha T on the on the woman car side because he interviewed Pusha T. When is it that grown ass men need other motherfuckers to speak for their damn ass? Okay, Drake, if you still have an issue with Joe Buttons, why don't you speak on it? I never understand this. I've never seen where grown this is this is an interesting era. Where grown-ass men speak for grown-ass men and grown-ass men beef. Where the fuck? I ain't grow up in that era. I I wasn't in school that day. I missed that class. (laughs) I think I was sick. (laughs) Because I'm sorry, I don't don't, don't get that. And like I said before, it's kind of like, even with the... uh, the vloggers, which is another discussion for another day. It's like they sue vloggers. What you suing a vlogger for? Like, if the story is true and 50 other motherfuckers uh, confirmed the bitch, well, then shit. What you suing for? See, it's free speech with a caveat. You can talk about me. But just don't drag me. Don't don't put me in the crosshairs. 
So even if I know if I ever become famous, God, the Lord permits. And that's the path. I'm not going to be mad because I'm not going to give him anything to talk about. Make him like he's the boringest but coolest and interesting celebrity we ever met. He ain't got no dirt we really can talk about because you're going to know my dirt because I'm not ashamed of anything. See, you hide shit when you're ashamed of it. You feel me? When you're ashamed. You did something you ashamed of. So, that's some interesting shit there, buddy boy. Yes, it is. So, ah, man, it's just so much. Like I said, uh, got the chance to see so much stuff that, shoot, like I said, I, I can't fit everything what I saw because I missed so many episodes, man. I'm supposed to be like on episode 13 right about <laughs> So I hope this is going well or what have you. Uh, like I said, yo, right now I got a nice sale going on, uh, 50% off on my, uh, my mini vids. You can find that link on all my links.com backslash, uh, porn rap star, um, 50% off of over 140 videos as well as also, uh, at my um, all interracial site, Black Bull Sessions. Find that on all my links. Uh, 80% off for a year. For one year, 80% off for a limited time. So you better jump on it as soon as you can. Okay? Uh, excuse me. Had to sneeze for a minute. So, um, like I said, I just sitting here just trying to figure out. Like I said, I'm just freestyling this because I just wanted to get on here and just do it a podcast and do something. You know, uh, of course, we're going to talk about my favorite, one of my favorite topics, politics. And um, Mr. Finally Trump, well, he ain't still ain't conceded yet. But he's damn sure leaving a mark going out the door, ain't he? He didn't pardon many of his buddies. Basically, disrupted and basically split the Republican Party down the freaking middle. And now we can expect during the Senate or House, wherever it is, sworn in of our newest president, Mr. Joe Biden, it's going to be a ruckus because some of the Republicans are going to contest the, yeah. See, y'all seeing the Trumpicans, and this is about to happen. This is coming. Trump, between fighting legal battles against some addition in New York, he's going to be building money and building his side of the Republican Party because he thinks and feels and sees that he can take it over. Funny how the guys who sat there and wanted to kiss his ass and fight for him to possibly to overturn his election, he is now basically bitched him. McConnell looks bad. I mean, they were shitting in their they were shitting in their pants 
word that he was not going to sign. I knew he was going to sign it. The only reason why he even said two thousand dollars was because not because he really wanted to give us two thousand dollars. He has been basically non. He has been non reactive or proactive to anything in the presidency other than trying to overturn the election. We had a cyber attack. He said nothing about get two shits about uh, the coronavirus. I don't even want to go into that. Hell, the military bill that just happened, the defense bill, whatever, he basically vetoed it. So he said $2,000 to basically be disruptive. Now, do I disagree with the $2,000? Fuck no. I think he should have gate. You got other countries who's basically giving people $2,000 every two weeks, $3,000 a month. We're the richest country in the world, and we only give it $600. Damn. So that's the equivalent of a rich man being cheap. And he tips the waiter with $1. But he ordered over $200 worth of food. (laughs) See, the point being is that, like I said, this Georgia runoff is going to be very important because, like I said, if... The Republicans are not able to hold the Senate. They're going to blame Trump for this. And you're going to see war for the next four years within the Republican Party. It's it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting, to say the least. Um, But, yeah, the whole thing of everything Trump is doing is just basically he's covering his butt to make sure that anything will not fall upon him. At the same token... He wants to show and, and and try to find people to be on his side that he can manipulate, control, pat on the back, and behold to him that will be still in the party. That's why you think he had that big meeting with the AGs when they did the lawsuit for Texas. AGs nine times out of ten are next in line to become senators and representatives. So you got the next brash generation of Republicans. You got them on your side. Come on. He's doing shit that the mob would probably do or was trying to do back in the day with JFK. He's just so happy to be able to make it to the presidency to do it. It's just something for y'all to smoke over. Think about that. That's the elephant in the room that people don't get. He's trying to set his situation up to where he has influence in the presidency, in the race, in the race, in the Republican Party, in a party moving forward. Money as well as influence, as well as fear. The only way the Republicans are going to wake up and fight against them is they lose the Senate. Now, they happen to retain the Senate toward the historic. And that's going to be interesting because I remember how it was when Obama walked in with a Republican Senate. Yeah, this is going to be a tug of war. So, so yo, I I'm pretty much done. <laughs> uh, all I'm going to say is basically this: I just wanted to do something just to end the year, to test out this app. Anchor. Uh, if it works out, 
yeah, I'm going to be doing more work on here. I'm going to see if I can upload my stuff to my Podbean so we can get this going. This is episode eight. I don't know why I'm going to entitle it yet. But uh, we definitely going to get it in or what have you for the next year. Uh, I plan to drop a song worldwide. I have a worldwide release probably for the song. Listen, um, we'll be working on doing some other stuff. Uh 2021, I'm going to be making a lot of moves. And this podcast is going to be one of the things. Also looking forward to eventually doing the podcast with my wife, Tisha. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. Y'all got to hear her, her sultry voice. Check her out. Uh, Tisha Sweet Candy, Google her. TikTok, Facebook. um, Twitter. Instagram. You know, period. Let's see if I can put that, all this stuff in the description for this episode. Uh, definitely, definitely plan to put, well, I don't know if, I don't know about music, what happened, but eventually we'll have music um, back on here. But this is just episode eight. This is the end of the year, baby. So I hope everybody enjoyed the holidays. I hope everybody have a wonderful new year. Uh, Episode nine is going to be interesting. You will, we will let you know. You will know when that drops. Once I see how this works, and um, I love doing this. I'm not worried about money when it comes to this podcast. Like I say it's therapeutic. I enjoy talking, and I just hope y'all enjoy listening. Cause like I said, I'm going to bring the smoke, and like I always do, and always will at the end of my shows. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you didn't learn anything? Y'all take care.